Welcome back to episode numero 19. This is a big one, nine. I thought we were going to do 20. We were going to have a huge celebration. I got balloons. I got everything for episode 20, but it turns out that next week the balloons are going to be... A little premature. A little yeah. premature. That's the only thing that's premature around here. Um, <laughs> but in a little bit more serious news, um, yesterday Richard Dick Berkeley passed away, the former world record holder in the mile, um, the last American to hold the uh, indoor world record. Uh, for the distance, he ran 354. He's also run 753 for 3K, 821 for two miles. I think he ran 1325 and 2825 uh, for 10K. Um, he also coached at my high school uh, until the year before I got there um, and then also helped me my senior year doing, uh, doing some workouts just because I didn't have a coach my senior year. Um, so... Rest in peace to him. He was still living in Atlanta. I was I uh, I read that he died in an Air Jordan tracksuit, which is pretty much the most gangster way to go. Shout so, it out. Uh, yeah, we also had a teammate at Georgia Tech, the number one guy in cross, Andrew Kent. It was mm-hmm. his coach for a little while as well. So big influence in the in the running community. He was the probably most successful walk on in history. Yeah, at Villanova. He, he never even broke two, ten minutes for two miles. Mm-hmm. And they ended up uh, beating Steve Prefontaine. We watched the video last night. The two-mile two, two mile on the indoor track in Maryland. Yeah. Where he also, I learned, set uh, the indoor world record for the mile. The mile, yeah. And then, um, yeah, like I said, he just ended up teaching Spanish at my high school for quite a long time. Was always super humble and never really talked about running. So he will be missed. And shout out to, to Dick Berkeley and the whole Berkeley family. And, uh, yeah, we're thinking about you. So, welcome back, everybody. We've had quite the hot streak with guests the past few weeks. And very solid guests. Very solid guests. We're very yeah. happy done networking, met some people. By meeting people, I mean Nick Simmons. We kind of knew everybody else. But that was that was phenomenal. I think that was a great podcast. Yeah, you I guys to, are loving it. Yeah, it's it's done it's done super well. And again, we had a lot of just engagement from everybody uh, in the pod. And I also had to give him a huge discount on the Alpha Flies for yeah, to right. get on the podcast. <laughs> so I do have like a ten month supply of run gum at my house now, though. So there's there's that. that there's that. And I got one sticker. The world works in crazy ways. It does. You got that sticker. So. But, you know, now it's just us two. We do have guests lined up for future podcasts. Yeah. Hopefully a good one next week, which you guys will like. But just to keep you guys updated uh, with our lives, I know you care so much. Uh-huh. I had a virtual meet. Yeah, you did. This past weekend. And I know, like, there's you, there's a bunch of virtual meets on, like, Strava and whatnot where you just kind of, like, run a time literally wherever you want. Yeah. And that goes up there. But this one was literally, like, there was uh, an iPhone that was streaming live to YouTube in two parts of the country, well, two iPhones, I guess, in different parts of the country. One in Lane County, Oregon, yeah. which is you know, the Oregon Track Club was racing against us. Uh, the Atlanta Track Club, 1v1s, no pacer, no. just kind of two time trials on the tough. other side. Yeah, and it was also 90 degrees here. I was watching it, was it in my car, yeah. sweating my butt off. <laughs> Yeah, so... 
you know, it, it was perfect weather in, in Oregon, obviously. So, but, you know, no excuses. Um, and I raced an event that has only been raced one time in yeah. the history of track, as far as I know. And you're, the, se- you're the second best to ever do it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is you're right. Just right behind Donovan Brazier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this event is the 2 by 2 by 400 meters. Sorry. The mixed 2 by okay. 2 by 400 meters because it was me and uh, a very strong woman, Megan Malasarte. Yes. Malasarte. Very quick. Very quick. Yeah. 202 in the 800 meters. Olympic trials qualifier. Yeah. And so that was my partner. And this was like, let me tell you. So... I didn't really know how to pace. I didn't really know what I was doing. I did research on the only race that was done before that, but that was like, you know, the best in the world. Like, yeah. they had 145 guys doing it. So, 142. 142 guys doing it. Yeah. Also, I would quickly like to say that Avery and I weren't, uh, he just like shook out in the morning beforehand. He said, I'm just, I just really don't want to go out in 50. Let's yeah. Just, let's just keep that foreshadowing <laughs> I really happening. Because I, I wanted to, yeah. And so. when I was watching it in the car, uh, all I saw was him pass by the clock, and it just goes 49, 50. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, buddy, this second one is going to be rough because I know Megan was trying to get out there. It was, it was honestly, okay, 50's fast, but it was actually way worse than it looked because I came through the 336, and that's 48 pace. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're already rigging. Yeah, and so I cruised in that last 100 <laughs> meters, handed it off. And I started jogging a bit. I was like, you know what? I don't want to jog. Stop. Yeah, and then everyone's just like, like, yo, like, don't let the lactic settle jogs. I'm like, okay, I'll jog again. I took it two more steps, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I started feeling it. But you know what? I'm an animal. I got in the race mentality. Megan Mouse already had a good leg. We, when I got the baton, we were one second in the lead, Yeah, which is pretty exciting. So uh, I go out. You know, I'm just, I kind of do the same effort that I did the last one. And so I hear my coaches yell at the splits for the 100. She so goes like, 13, 14. 15 and i'm just like like like, like, you can stop counting (laughs) i get the point (laughs) and then i pick it up as hard as i can so though and then make it to the 300 decent i think i was like 40 and then boy you already know what i do these last hundreds boy oof that that (laughs) it looked rough i will say i was at a little bit of a uh a protesty shindig party going on and i went into the corner to watch it and i saw you rounding that last turn oh you were in gosh. like lane two and that's when you know it's bad because you can't control what lane you're in <laughs> and i was just like oh this, this is gonna be tough i know i was i was riding the stationary bike big time <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah i handed off the baton and i literally just fell over on the infield yeah and then she finishes and he's like all right every time for an interview and oh, yeah, you need to watch this clip. I made absolutely no sense. Maybe we can, maybe we can insert that, uh, in that audio yeah. at this point. It if was... not. <laughs> then whatever. But, so I was just talking nonsense, but I did say at the end, I can't see. I don't know what I'm saying. Hopefully it makes sense. I don't think it does. So, uh, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, but yeah, so virtual meet. Track is back. Bit, track in is, a way. In track a is kind of back. Track is kind of back. Also, I am going to get a new neighbor, hopefully, and that neighbor is going to be Avery. Him and his girlfriend are buying a house that I went and toured today, and let me tell you how much cabinet space they have. <laughs> it is unbelievable how many cabinets they have. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes and look out on the ocean and just yeah. imagine just all the cabinets your heart can desire. Yeah. That's I'm what, like, I'm going to start storing got. some of my food over there because I got no cabinets. <laughs> I got two cabinets and no storage. But anyway, so I'm happy about that. It's going to keep me 
hold me accountable. I went running today uh, around the neighborhood, and I, you know, I ran about ten miles around the neighborhood. That's not really around the neighborhood, but I, you know, yeah, went down the belt did line, it. did all this stuff. So it's it's nice to jog around and see what's happening. Um, so very excited for that. We also have another one of our old teammates just a couple streets away, and then my old teammate from UGA is on the other side. So we may get a four by eight hundred going on. And if we get like let's let's say you know whatever that some of the the two K All Star list of when we're all in the best shape yeah. ever, that could be. We're going seven fourteen. We're winning pen relays. We're winning pen relays. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. And if there's a corporate DMR, we're going to somehow figure that. Well, see, out. that's why I know we need to talk about that. We t- briefly talked about that. That'd trying to get awesome. a corporate DMR. Chris, we need a Sidious corporate DMR that so, goes yeah. to pen relays. I'm sure it only costs like like 150000 to sponsor pen relays. That's I, nothing. <laughs> I, I feel like it, there's got to be a simple way. But if we got some some of the other elites to, who do the other podcast to do a DMR, that I mean, it probably it wouldn't be fair. But um, No, it wouldn't. They, they, they would be mad because it would be like blown by, you know, like Home Depot employees in aprons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once found these, uh, well, look, these Home Depot shoes that were crazy. I'll show them to you. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, also we want to briefly talk about, before we get into the questions, Want to talk about um, our 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 ideas? Yeah. Not only for the podcast, but maybe just kind of like brand the brand uh, running things considered brand. So um, we have talked about getting um, a running things considered slash Sidious Mag intern who is going to help edit the podcast or potentially edit for a YouTube channel. Um, whatever that brings, we haven't really thought about. Mm-hmm. A ton of what the content would look like at the moment, but it'd be you, fun stuff. It would be fun stuff. It's not just goon work. Yeah, exactly. For the most part, but and um, I think it would be a good thing to put on your resume. You could use Avery and I as recommendations, of course. And eventually, when I become a billionaire, you yeah. know, you got a good connection with me. You yeah, say exactly. It. I probably owe you a favor, so you know, maybe a Tesla. Who knows? Maybe a Tesla. Maybe Dobrik, David Dobrik style. Maybe David Dobrik style. But um, we've talked about a little bit because once you're uh, a registered business which we are um, you can have interns for college credit generally but that would mean that that intern would have to be in college so potentially looking for a collegiate person but if if a high school you know person works the best and you can get credit we don't want to just kind of have you doing it for nothing yeah um so that's just yeah. what we've been thinking about. Yeah, I mean, so, nothing's nothing solid. We just thought, you know, since we love engagement, we just thought, you know, we'd talk out loud for you guys. Yeah, and and then if well. you have any uh, like a portfolio or resume, you can just honestly DM us and and we'll uh, we'll look at it. There's nothing is uh, is set in stone, so we can't promise anything. But at, we talked about it yesterday, so um, just wanted to throw you know, it out there. The juices are flowing, and before we get into these questions. Uh, I wanted to touch on a really stupid story that I think is available for the podcast for my long run. So I was going oh, like the the last mile or something, um, just running, you know, kind of through the woods. And then classically, all of a sudden, this happened to everybody. A bug just flew right into my mouth. But it didn't just go in the back of my mouth. It hit my uvula. And you know what so happens when... it's a when... girl house. <laughs> it's a girl house. You Monster get that? house. Thank yeah. you. Monster house. <laughs> Great movie. And uh, so, you know... I threw up on that run. <laughs> just know. like, just like, imagine running. Just like you're going, mind your own business. Like, wow, I'm almost done. And then just something hits you in the mouth, and you just get the urge to throw up, and you just vomit well, out I, of nowhere. I no told warning. you beef ruined in my mouth like a couple months ago when I was. running. Did you throw up on, on command? No, but I almost threw up today, which was weird. Really? I don't ever do that. Well, not 
<laughs> not after running. No. Usually before. Usually before. But, um, yeah, I like got back and I was like, I think I'm going to puke. Really? I didn't know. Because really, I was, was just like, just da 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 It was also like so nice in Atlanta for like a week. It was like it's 65. As it, as it does. And now it's like 97 with 100% humidity. So that's like prime throw up territory right there. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I like I remember starting the run. I looked a little, a little chunky in the windows. And then by the end of it, I was like, man, I look fit because I sweat <laughs> so much. That's right. Um, but I know for you guys wondering what happened to that bug, it didn't leave my mouth when I threw up. <laughs> That's right. So I decided to eat it. So he got some protein. A little bit of protein. What kind of bug do you think it was? No clue. It was just so all of a sudden. Stank bug. I was just running and I threw up and I felt something back in my throat. Um, so let's get into these quiz, y'all. Um. Yeah. Again, call into the podcast. Text into the podcast. What's the number? Oh my god! Come on, Zane. I don't know it. Six four six seven. Is that right? Four. <laughs> seven two. <laughs> oh shit. Seven one eight. <laughs> really? Six four six seven eight zero nine two one eight. That is right. I right, say it again because I I really six four six. I, I'm actually seven eight zero. Nine two one eight. That's right. 646-780-9218. Okay. And next week's guest, we're gonna have a big guest. Hopefully, he's coming on next week. Um, we think he's doing a great job. He's incredibly quick. He may have won. He, you know, if NCAA's would have happened, he may have won it. He may have won it. So we want some. He's a character. He has a personality. We are which is what we like. We love it. So we want some good questions. What are some hypotheticals? Not poop stuff, because we can't talk a lot about poop all the time. We're a little scared sometimes to talk about poop all the time. A little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Mostly not a lot. Yeah. So let's get some funny hypothetical questions. They don't have to be about running. I don't care. <laughs> My life is all, all running. A lot of it is, but a lot of it's not. And you, and you know I've always, always asked this. You know, if, if you're going through anything in your life with your friends, with your family, we are masters at relationship advice. That's right. I'm a serial dater, man. We're a serial dater. And <laughs> we, we love questions asked about those, especially if they're asked sarcastically, which they historically have been. Yes, I like, I like uh, sarcasm. Yes. Also, I want to shout out this hat that I have. Um, Tompkins Square Track Club. It's a Quarter Snacks. is a New York City-based skateboarding brand. And this is just a track club hat that they made, and that's where I used to work in the Lower East Side, not the Lower East Side, in the East Village in New York, and they just made a track club hat. This is such a cool hat. It's a cool hat. I wish I could wear that hat. You can. And that is what I'm wearing, and nothing else. Um, also, a little bit worried about my neighbor kids coming and knocking on the door, because now they know how to climb in, and they told me they know how to break into my house. Um, <laughs> they did? Yeah, they told me that earlier. Incredible. They, they, oh, you scared me. Also, a guy who dropped off the chicken last week on my porch, yeah. he stopped me again and asked me if I wanted more. And I said, oh, God, sure. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> and, and then Dude. he didn't. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. Everybody gives me chicken and breaks in, uh, to my house. Um, all right. So for the first question, this is from a 408 number, which says hi from California. But we don't know. Is your name California? Because if so, that'd be a pretty cool name. That'd I think I'm going to name cool my name. kid. Uh, maybe it's Callie. And the last name is Fornia. California. Yeah, that's what we're, that's what this name is. Those parents were on a hot roll and you named you that. That's the most California name ever. Yeah, you can say that again. All right, that's the most California name ever. Woo-hoo! All right, 
So it says, hi from California. Thanks for putting together great content each week. <laughs> Exclamation point. Moint. Um, it's always a great day when the next pod is dropped. Now for my question. Pretend you're at a high school track meet. Mm-hmm. You have to quadruple for team points. Mm-hmm. What would be the worst quadruple that would be realistically done at a high school track meet? The worst I've heard was a guy who was a 153-800 guy who had to do the 4x1, 400, 800, and 4x4. Now, I don't think that's the worst no, a lot of lactic. We're talking about a lot of lactic, yeah. but you know, we're just hitting one end of the spectrum. You know, yeah. if we want to get the worst one possible, I want you to feel all the different types of pain this sport can offer. Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Yeah. So, I think we talked about it. We've we talked agreed. about it. We've agreed. Yeah, yeah. So our picks for what the worst quadruple could be would be the 300 hurdles. So you're feeling. Just hurdle pain. I don't know what that is. I've never felt it. Okay, but I'm well, sure they've, they've said that the 400 hurdles is very similar to the 800. Right. And so, except you have to lift your legs whenever you're, and you have to run one lap. Yeah. And in this case, not even. But frigate, dude. I've heard that it's horribly painful, just like the 800. So, um, starting off with the 300 hurdles, moving directly Excuse into me. an 800. Jesus Christ, it's a family broadcast, Zane. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. I put a dollar in the jar. Um, so a 300 hurdles into an 800. Get those legs feeling like jello. Get those lungs feeling like they're on fire. So this is lactic. You're in lactic city. You're juggling lactic. You can't even see straight. Your you're brain in lactic hurts. town. Lactic town. Yeah, you're swimming. Guy Fietti's. Riding the stationary new, bike uh, like I did. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of booty lock going on. And then we want to deaden your legs. So we're going to go into how many rounds of the triple jump are there? There's a lot. You got to triple jump a lot. I think I think you have, you have. Tr- I, is it three? I think I don't know. Three marks. I think you have three tries, or is that the three ball? marks? I think, but you have to if you can. I think it's six because you can. Because oh, you, you can keep running. Yeah. Okay. Um. So every time, you know. yeah. Every time I watch the triple jump, every time somebody lands, I'm like, oh god, oh. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I would probably tear my Achilles or my MCL or break right. my femur. Right. So let's assume I'm going into the the next event, the 3200 with a broken femur. So that is going to be even more painful. Right. Yeah. So and that is our pick. You yeah. So the 300 hurdles. 800, triple jump with a broken femur, <laughs> and then a 3200, and you're 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 at the Arcadia Invitational in the That's 32. Right, so you have to run under nine, or you're gonna look like a dumb dummy. You're gonna be the slowest person within a quarter mile. Also, the Arcadia Invitational has never made sense in the history of the mankind. There's like 25 kids who break nine every year That's in that true. one race. I know, and then like in the state of Florida or even like Georgia, there's like two kids. And they usually do it at Arcadia. Yeah, there's been like five in total from Georgia to ever do it. Yeah. Unreal. Arcadia, come on. What's, what's the trick? What are you doing out there? You yeah. Know? Uh, give, us, give us some tips. I'm going to come out there and run an 800. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Actually, the 800 is never very fast here, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, so we're, we're going to... Well, no, we're not. Well, we are going to switch it up a little bit because we do get a lot of questions that are vaguely similar that are about kind of what we did in high school and how we have some injury prevention tips and recruiting um, recruiting and all those sort of things. So today we've decided to lump a few of those questions together. So we have one, two, three, four, five of those. But we're going to hit them quickly. A little collection. A collection of questions. A collection from little clickbait. That's right. Um, but first, 
Avery's cousin called into the podcast. This is a family podcast broadcast, right. as you just a said. A family broadcast. Yes. Um, she called Jeez. in. I've never met her, but I heard she went to the University of Georgia and That's just right. graduated and lives about 40 minutes from here. Allie Cusin. Allie Cusin. Why right. don't you have your last name? Uh, you know, uh, aunt. I'm related to the aunt by blood, so you know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. Ooh, by yeah. blood, and, by uh, relation. And just, just to embarrass her, um, I call her Cubadally because when she was little, she was very cute. And that was the name I like to call her, Cubadally, and I still call her that. So just to let her know, shout How out, How much older Cubadally. are you than her? Like, not, not that much. I was going like to say. Like two years. Oh, one year. Maybe one yeah. year. I'm very You're like sad. one years old calling her that? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew. <laughs> yeah, before, That's what I knew. Last night we watched uh, Hickam Elgarouche, the, the, the uh, mile award record holder. We watched some of his training um, it is absolutely ridiculous. I know yeah. I've talked about it a little bit before. If you ever want to feel bad about yourself, yeah. no matter where you are, if you have a YouTube on your phone, on your devices, yeah. watch Hickam Elgamuz's training. I think and it's you from Total Running Productions. Well, shout out to Total Running Productions. They, they do, do a great, great job. job. And um, I told you this. You think they're in Atlanta? I think they're in Atlanta. So if you listen to this podcast or know anybody related to the Total Running Productions guy, I would really like to get him on the podcast because he would know some stuff. He would know about everything. Yeah, and that's what I like to know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. On so, that note. On that note, let's go into it. Uh, Allie, you took a little while to get into the question, but I'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Avery and Zane. This is actually Avery's cousin, Allie. What's up? Been binging your podcast for the past week. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, so Avery, you should know, I'm not a runner by any means, so I can't contribute to any sort of like niche running topic. However... Um, I've actually been starting to run a little bit lately because, you know, I was a swimmer. Pools aren't open anymore. They actually used to be, um, kick. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. It just, like, blanked and out. And we're back. Doing that anymore. And, you know, shadow boxing just doesn't do it. And I, I'm really considering um, doing more, like, combat sports in the future. And so I'm doing running to supplement that, which you should be very proud of. I am super slow. Like, embarrassing mile split that I'm not even going to mention but um so I just need some playlist recommendations or what is what are your favorite songs to run to or like your your best like pump up jam because that's what I need when I'm like running up the hill and I just like have oh you paused it no energy left because I hate running and I'm like such it's like such high impact on my joints when I'm still used to like low impact for swimming and uh yeah i'd love to hear what you got thanks guys boom Couple alley cuse and coming in it with the questions couple things i want to say your vocabulary is uh fantastic big shout out supplemental niche niche uh i wanted to talk niche versus niche always had that what do you think it is niche versus niche yeah niche you think it's niche i've just i've, I've always I, said niche but now i'm thinking it's niche niche yeah. You know what? Let's get to the bottom of this. Consider, <laughs> we'll answer the big questions. Is it niche or niche? Niche pronunciation. And while you're looking that up, Allie, personally, niche. what did she say? Niche. Oh, my God. Niche. In slow motion? Niche. <laughs> <laughs> niche. So there you go, boom, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> it's niche, Allie. You're a genius. I should have stayed at UGA. This is the first one I've ever said that in my life. Boom, you're a genius. No, boom, shakalaka. Oh, 
You've never said that before. There's no, I don't think so. Okay. So that's the first. First thing, the only thing considered. Yeah, it is. Um, well, Allie, I hate to break the news to you, um, but <laughs> I've never listened to music on a run. Never. Maybe once or twice. But it's always some real gangsta stuff, okay? That's all I really listen to. But I listen to like 3-6 Mafia, all of Atlanta rap. So there's Ludacris, there's T.I., there's... Uh, DFOL, there's Outcast, there's Dungeon Family. Uh, so just go ahead and look <laughs> up that kind of stuff. That always gets me. The, the most hype song you can ever imagine is Dungeon Family, the intro, even in darkness. You that, heard the man. If you <laughs> you wanna, heard it's the like man. a nine, it's like one minute and 19 second song. If you want to get hyped, if you want to punch something, you want to shadow box, you want to get in combat sports, that's what you want to listen to. See, I have I have a little alternating uh, approach to this. You know, see, Zane likes to listen to gang. Well, he, he doesn't know what it feels like to run. You know, but you know, I know I, I, I what I like to listen to is I also oh, like run. gangster rap. Don't know what it likes what it feels like to run with music. Is that what you meant to say? Well, you yeah, I don't know. I was like, I run that know what back. It feels like <laughs> to run. That was really confusing. Okay, okay. So that may have not made sense, but I'm gonna try it again. <laughs> Let's get after it. Um, so you know. Zane's just guessing what he would like to listen to, but I, I sometimes do. I bring my phone. I don't bring headphones, and I just kind of have it, you know, playing out loud. And a lot of it's just like what I'm listening to, which ends up being gangster rap. Yeah. But sometimes I like to vibe when I'm going real slow. A little Fleetwood Mac, a little like uh, yeah, we classic rock, you know, getting your feels a little bit. So I talk, so get in your feels. So you can do that with Tupac. You can listen to Changes by Tupac, which I think is great. You can listen to Changes by Tupac. Yeah. You can also listen to Gundam Style if you really get in your feels. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's very emotional for me. I can't even bring that up oh. right now. No, oh. don't even start. I will start, I will start crying. Um, but what I want to say, Allie, Avery's cousin, Coming who graduated out. from the University of Georgia, is... That not every run needs to be intense. So I know a lot of people are just used to going to the gym and working out. It's basically as hard as they can every time. But if you do that in running, you will burn yourself out, and your body will not be able to you handle shut it. Shut down. Your knees are going to fall off. You're just going to be a, a just a wither away. That's right. You usually should only work hard twice a week. I'm only working hard once a week right now. That's right. So for those easy days, I would supplement using your own words. That, that is very niche. Nice. That is very niche. <laughs> Using that, uh, you got me. You, you, yeah, I can't even think. Using that gangster app, but supplementing it with something easy. I listened to Sam Cooke on my drive home last night. I listened to Etta James on my drive home last night. Just very easy, very easy going. It keeps you in the rhythm, but it doesn't make you sprint. There's no need to sprint on distance runs, especially if you're living here in Georgia. It's hot no matter how early you're getting up. It's going to hurt generally because it's just hot. It's uncomfortable. But you can make it less uncomfortable if you just run easy and find your pace. And um, a couple quick things about just getting into running in general is if you're just starting out, you're coming back from an injury, whatever it may be, Run at conversational pace. Conversational pace means that you're running and you're talking to the person next to you. I do not care if that's almost walking. People's conversational pace are different. And I'm going to jump in right here. And also when you're first starting running, maybe not back from injury if you're experienced a little bit, but there's nothing wrong with walking. 
in, in the middle of your runs. If you can, if you have to run for two minutes, walk for one. That is that's how I got into running. So don't yeah. be afraid to look do up that. the Jeff Galloway run walk method. Usually it's five minutes of running, three minutes of walking. You repeat that four times. You do that for a couple weeks, and then you start to quickly realize you don't really need the walking. Yeah. And then and then you're boom Olympic champ. Usually boom how it goes. Olympic champ. He did make the Olympic games. Jeff Galloway. Really? He won the Peachtree. He was the first Peachtree. Oh, I knew that actually. He owns yeah. Fridipides. Yeah, yeah. And if that. you guys still. Need running shoes from Fidipides? Use our promo code RTC15 for 15% off your entire order. That's still active right now at Fidipides.com. Just look up Fidipides Atlanta. Put it the promo code in when you add stuff to your cart. RTC15. That is RTC15 for 15% off your entire oh my order. See, so that, that was... That was a lot of information, a lot of good information. Yeah. And I think we answered that question pretty good. So I think it's now time to take a break, reflect on what a good episode this has been so far. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go into the collection of questions. Yeah. That is pretty good, which is a lot from our, our younger audiences for the most part, which we love. We love yes. to interact. Thanks for your questions. This is very important to us because we can hopefully you know bring some value to you and whatnot. Yes. So... None of these had any names attached to them, so I just wrote them down. So, we'll start off. Mileage per week in high school. So, um, a lot of the times if you're on bigger teams, you're at better or maybe better running schools, you will probably start doing higher mileage. But I would say if you're in high school, max, 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 max should be 60. Maybe even 50. But if you're just getting into it, run every other day. And then do a, a little bit longer of a run maybe on the weekend. But other than that, keep it simple. Keep it easy. You don't want to burn out, especially no, if you're sir. trying to go to college. So no, the highest I ran was probably 60. And then my summer going into college, I ended up getting close to like 90 or something. But Sweet Jesus. But yeah, so usually typically like if you're a freshman in high school, probably the highest you ever want to do is 40, yeah. maybe 45. But then usually, usually you only want to hit sixty in your upperclassmen years, yeah. just because I mean you're growing and you can really mess yourself up. Yeah, those growing plates can, it. That's can right. get broken. Uh, and you know, and 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 also uh, in relation, I know some of these questions about recruiting, but whenever a coach asks you like you know what your mileage is per week when you're a recruit, a prospect, and you say something like eighty miles per week or seventy, it's actually they don't like that. Yeah. They actually don't like that because they kind of see your cap. You're, you're a little too close to your cap for, uh, for what they want. I mean, obviously there's outliers, but in general, um, you know, 60s a, a good number. Uh, that, that gives you plenty it's of room to be fast doable. and plenty of rooms to grow. Yeah, so. it's also doable because you should have a social life in high school because it's you're good, in high school. <laughs> you're in high school. Um, but also, I mean, obviously take it seriously. But, yeah, I'd say – you know, maybe as a freshman, like you said, 35, maybe 40 miles a week, and then getting up to 60 in the in the summer uh, of your senior year right. would probably be would probably be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess uh, I want to say, listen to your coach first and foremost. You know, yeah. but if if there's not a total coach available for you and you have to rely on yourself a bit, that's that's a recommendation. Yeah. Um, this next one was about switching coaches. I'm assuming this person switched coaches. They asked like. How did you deal with it? Um, for me, I've switched coaches a couple times just in college and then transitioning to running uh, with Atlanta Track Club, and I ran for the Brooklyn Track Club as well. 
Um, I think the biggest thing, my first coach didn't really work for me. I didn't really like the coaching style as much. But, um, you know, generally coaches are willing to work with you. So just talk to them about what your body likes and what you feel you do the best with. Um, A lot of the times you don't have to run a million miles. You can do quality over quantity. Um, That would be, you know, running faster miles, but less of them every week. Uh, Or whatever you feel like you like to do in workouts um, and what you think will keep you injury-free and what makes sense for the season. Um, I just think it's it's just about communicating and, and just generally enjoying the coach and buying into what they have to uh, what they have to say. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to add to that. That was a good answer. Okay. Um, and then in terms of injury recovery, somebody asked about shin splints and patellar tendinitis, how to get rid of shin splints. I will say you got, I told somebody on my run yesterday who was just an electrician working in the, I told you about it in the, uh, he was just down on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's right. He was like, my shins hurt when I run. And I said, well, have you done heel walks and have you done toe walks? So go on your street from each light post. You're going to do. Heel walks from a light post, do toe walks to a light post, heel walks to a tight po- uh, light post, and then switch to toe walks and do that maybe four times. That can take that muscle away from your shin bone. Uh, a lot of the times when you start getting those shin splints, that means that your uh, muscle is getting way too tight. tight and it's kind of gluing to your shin bone. And once those shin splints progress, that can become a stress fracture right. or a stress reaction. Both of those things you do not want. You don't even want shin splints just because they're generally uncomfortable. You can also just take your thumb and massage the muscle away from that shin bone. So basically get right up under your shin bone, move that muscle away, uh, and you can just do that while you're just sitting watching TV. Mm -hmm. Herschel Walker used to do 100 push-ups between TV commercials. So you can massage your own freaking calf muscle. Uh, And in terms of patellar tendinitis, I've had patellar tendinitis um, I ended up having a patellar cyst and had to get it removed. But um, there's a lot of things you can do with tendonitis. Uh, sometimes they are kind of more related to like an IT band kind of stuff. So you can do a lot of stuff that's related to your hip. Roll out on a lacrosse ball. Roll out on a tennis ball. Stretch your hips. You know, do some active recovery and active warm up like uh, leg swings. Leg swings. Yeah. And uh, going on that note, that also was, that's ice. Of, also ice. Um, so kind of my recommendation, especially because I know if you're in high school, that can be really overwhelming to just, you know, have to yeah. stretch, roll, recover. I didn't do that. But one thing I kind of wish I did, which is one of the easiest way to prevent all sorts of injuries is uh, leg swings, especially yeah. if you're at school and you're there for seven, you're just sitting all day, yeah. more or less. Your hips can get really tight. And what happens when your hips get tight, it pulls your hamstring, which can pull on your calf. And your back injuries, you don't want back injuries. Literally, I, what I learned in the past two years is everything is related. To your hips. And your what hips. do we say on this podcast? Loose, Loose hips sink ships. That's good. Yep. Anyways, but... We, we, we truly believe in that. And so, especially, you know, if you're on a weekend, a Sunday, and you're playing Call of Duty for 10 hours a day, yeah. once every hour, once every two hours, just get up and just do some leg swings. Literally do 10 on each side. It takes two minutes. Exactly. Maybe and not so, even. And so I'm big on, you know, like, obviously, you can do a whole bunch of stuff and just be the healthiest person in the world. But 
Of course, we're only human. There's only so much we can make our mind, make our body do without just being exhausted. But this yeah. is very, very accessible way yeah. to just and reduce free. some problems. And it's free. That's right. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Woo, I didn't even warm up for that. Man, pretty solid. Loose hips gets us excited. You That's can say that. That's right. Maybe, should, should we make a loose hip sink ships t-shirt? Let us know. At the end of your question next week, let us know. Would you like that? Because if so, I might make it. We might make it. Get the gang together. And, and we both are near experts in the t-shirt business. So. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. Um, we can talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, Stay yeah. tuned. Okay. Um, so then somebody asked about our favorite memory, favorite memory from Georgia Tech. Um, mine was just being at pin relays and watching my teammates win the four by eight in the pin uh, at the pin relays. It was probably the greatest race I've ever seen live. Um, it was just an amazing experience. And it's like genuinely some of the greatest memories these guys will ever have and will yeah. ever make, and they talk about it all the time. So it was cool to be in that environment. Um, and that that is yeah. that is probably the most jealous. That is, uh, I wish I had that memory. I was one year late. Yeah, might have been on that team, but I know everybody that's that was on that leg, on each leg, I guess, everyone yeah. on that relay. Sorry, uh, that's all their favorite. Memories. They oh, said yeah. that victory lap they'll never forget in their life. Yeah, because you get to do a victory lap. And our neighbor, now now your neighbor, is one of the guys. And he led off as a as a red shirt freshman and he said it was the scariest moment of his entire life. That's right. If you guys don't know how many people show up to these pen relays, it is terrifying to run there. I love it. But I mean, yeah. it's fun, but yeah. No. It's it, it's uh, that's why I said like my like You're just the, not prepared. No. Yeah. No. And you don't really get to warm up. No, you don't. <laughs> they, they just like herd you like sheep, yeah. and you're like, all right, just here you go. It doesn't yeah. matter the weather. Yeah. And it's always like, it's like a six lane track, and it's yeah. like, oh, we're doing a waterfall start with 35 people. <laughs> so, but that's that's the that's what's so fun about it. Yeah, it is fun. Um, so, that yeah, that was my f- favorite memory, just uh, kind of watching yeah. them do that. And just, I got to watch uh, Cesarek and. Jordy Williams go at it in the in that uh, four that, by mile. Yeah, pen relays is special, man. Yeah, that was a good year. Um, yeah. So for for my favorite memory, that's literally my neighbor kids. <laughs> the neighbor kids are here. So while Zane's dealing with them, yeah. I have children who now who came in my house earlier. Oh, they're peeking. Oh, they're peeking, and the windows open. <laughs> here, you know what? Y'all want to say one thing? All right. All right, all right, all right. We got some. We said there was not gonna be, gonna be no guests in this podcast, but little did we know. All right, all right. You guys, one thing. One all right, thing. think about it. This is gonna this be big. This is Justin, my neighbor. Say your name and say whatever you want. J U S T Y. Oh, is that how you spell your name? Are you missing a letter at the end? Maybe an N. No. Yes, it is. And there we go. <laughs> Let's go. Hello, my name is Mariah, and I love to go to school. You love to Woo! go to school. Look at that, Mariah. Oh, Justin, Justin likes to go to school too. All right, oh, yeah. that was great. All right. All right. So thank you so much to, to Mariah and Justin. We may need to edit some of that out. But either way, um, my neighbor kids are watching us now through that's the right. one window that's open. That's right. Um, so my favorite, I'm just going to say this really quickly. No, you don't have to. Just do whatever. 
Make it easy. Make it easy, nice and yeah. easy. Uh, I mean, there a lot of my favorite memories, which kind of group into one, is just like, you know, just hanging out with the boys, you yeah. know, spending a Friday night together or whatever, having fun. But track-related, it has to be the time I set the ACC record, but got fourth. <laughs> so I never had it. But I more or less accidentally ran 147, and that was 147 probably, low. 147 low. And that's probably the last time, really, that I was like, I don't know, like my mind was just blown after a race. And yeah. so... Well, I will also say to to Avery's point um, about just kind of hanging out with people and making friends. Avery is now, you know, one of my best friends, and Andres is one of my best friends who is living down the street. Jeremy, who I see basically every day, ran on the team, um, and then the other guy who went to UGA is one of my best friends who lives in the area. So. Um, making genuine, genuine friendships in college, I think a lot of the times it's hard to do. Um, but when you spend a lot of time with people, you, you, you kind of are able to develop those good and long lasting friendships. So that, uh, along with, uh, the other stuff was definitely uh, a good memory. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also have good memories from EGA too. I love those guys too, but we won't talk about it now. Shout out. Um, and then somebody else wanted to talk about um, their high school times and how to kind of get noticed and what times you have to run and what times we ran in high school um, to get noticed by uh, college coaches. And just as a disclaimer, I don't want Avery or I's high school PRs to kind of sound too daunting because um, there, there's... I'll, I've said this a million times. So there's more than just Division One. There's Division Two, II, Division Three. There's NAIA. There's Junior College. There's a lot of different routes you can go, and they're not necessarily bad. It's just not Division One, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, Avery ran 149 in the 800, and he ran 408 for the mile. Um, he was probably one of the fastest guys in the entire United States in the 800. So That'll obviously get you noticed. Um, I ran um, 152 in the 800 and 415 in the mile. Um, You won three state championships, correct? I did. I also won three state championships. So for us, it was a little different uh, to get noticed. Um, But in general... In general, now we have three neighbors, and uh, now they're watching me through my back door. Um, but to get noticed, I'd say, and I've said this before too, if you are, if you show genuine interest in wanting to run in college, um, then usually a lot of the times, as the coaches have spots, right. uh, you probably won't get any money, but um, you'll still have an opportunity to walk on. But you know, you never know at D two, D three schools. D three doesn't have scholarship, but um, you can probably run. I'd say four twenty five in the mile for a guy. Yeah, maybe five oh seven to f- not as familiar. Yeah, to be honest. But let's just yeah, yeah be, be fair. Um, yeah. So maybe even four thirty to go to a, a D two. Yeah, D2, yeah. And, and that's school. the thing is, coaches don't just don't just look at times. I mean, obviously that's that's important. Obviously. But, you know, Georgia Tech has recruited some guys who are, like, 156, which is by no means bad. And yeah. that's, that's probably, like, uh, in on average, probably the lower end of, of D1. Not that yeah. that's, a, that's a great time. Yeah. not trying to talk that down at all. But um, just because he saw someone running 156 because he showed up at the state meet, placed high, he's a good racer. And maybe the fact that he doesn't 
doesn't have great training and you yeah, know, exactly. sees some potential in that. Yeah, we, you know, obviously we've talked about Brandon Lasseter before, 159, 430 guy in high school. He's run 359 and 145 now. So um, it's not all about times, but a lot of the times it is. So let's just say 425 was probably going to be the slowest you can probably run at D1. Uh, and then you could probably go up to 435, I'm assuming, maybe for D2, D3, junior college. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe even up to like 520 for a girl for a mile. Let's call it 930. 930. Maybe, maybe even 935. Not yeah, I, yeah, I say 935. For lower end of D1. And then if you can continue that time, even up to probably like 945, you probably get a little bit of recognition from a college coach. Um and then 5K, 5Ks vary so differently, but, you know, on the I, lower end of things, maybe 1550. Uh, yeah, and I would say, especially in cross country, just like placing high at your state meet yeah, exactly. is the most important thing. Yeah, you just do. try and place high, just try and race well, uh, show up when it matters. Um, I think that is probably the biggest thing you can do. Yeah. So, so I mean, and, and that's pretty general, but I always say, like, when people ask me, like, oh, when, when did I know I wanted to run in college? I said, I, I the the just the time the moment I ran a time to get there you know I yeah. didn't I didn't it wasn't an, an intention for me I just kind of focused on my next race every time and I had really really little steps throughout my career but they built up th- throughout a long yeah. time and then if you race for a couple of years you'll probably race the same people uh, and you know be competitive be competitive with those people that you want to be competitive with I remember my junior year this kid ran four thirteen and I was like man I'm literally never gonna run that. And my coach was like, you'll probably just run that next year. <laughs> and then I ran four, you know, I ran basically four fourteen, and relatively fast in the in the eight hundred. So um, a lot can change in a year. Just continue to stay consistent yeah. with training. Consistency is the biggest thing in running. I think consistency is the basically the only thing that is is how you're gonna run fast in running. You can not shoot a basketball for a week and still be fine, but if you don't run for a week. It ain't happening. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. Yeah. Um, and before we end this podcast, I know we talked about us being just knowledgeable about the t-shirt business. And the reason why yes. is because I am dropping some merch by Summer Collection. I'm going to say that because it sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. It sounds epic niche. Sauce. <laughs> it yeah. sounds epic sauce. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm thinking Sunday after this podcast release, so I think that's the 28th. I will be releasing some stuff at noon, and I have a decent amount of quantity, so it may sell out, it may not, the first day, I mean. So, you know, just look look out for that, follow my Instagram, and I'm really excited for that. Also, follow my Instagram. Uh, I have 1,099 followers, so I'm looking for my 1,100th follower. Huge. Um, and I'm hoping that this is going to do it for me. I'm really hoping to get famous and get big. Um, I do not have any merch dropping, um, but I have had merch drop (laughs) in the past that has done very well. I have sold over Uh, 20,000 t-shirts in my life. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But little clickbait merch may come. Maybe my 1100 follower, I may draw you one. Who knows? But also again, to reiterate, Avery has merch dropping on Sunday at noon after this podcast. That is the 28th of June. Get out there. Get it. Uh, he says there's a lot of quantities. I just see it in his room. It's not a ton. So just make sure that um, you're quick, you're fast, you get it, and you wear it, and you show up to the meets, and you have fun. Thank you so much. 
Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Right, thanks for sitting. Shout out to Justin and Mariah for for showing up.